On Saturday, October the 1st, the Davis County Public Library held our first annual Indie Author Fair. Uh, we had independent and self-published authors from all around the Tri-State come and showcase their work in our library. Uh, our keynote speaker was Mads Chapel, who um, spoke about his own journey as a writer, uh, his path to publication, and National Novel Writing Give your introduction and sort of talk a little bit about yourself. Sure, my name is Mance Chapel. Uh, I was born and raised in Dawson Springs, Kentucky, a little bit away from Owensboro. Uh, moved to Campbellsville to go to college, lived in Cincinnati for a little while. And in 2011, I moved to Owensboro, uh, Kentucky. I'm a youth minister. I work at First Baptist Church in Dawson Springs. I'm also a video store clerk, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm married. My wife is a substitute teacher finishing up her master's in music. I have two kids, Eleanor, who is five, and Bert, who is two. And uh, I essentially have three full-time jobs on top of my writing. So that's, that's who I am in a nutshell. All right. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about NaNoWriMo? Because some people may not be familiar with that. Sure. Uh, NaNoWriMo and that just sounds like I made sounds, uh, is National Novel Writing Month. It is a challenge that is put on every year uh, where authors all over the world will attempt to write a 50,000 word novel in 30 days. The reason that number is significant, uh, a lot of publishers consider that to be the minimum length that a novel should be. Um, every publisher I've talked to wants more than that, but 50,000 words is a great jumping off point. Um, NaNoWriMo was started in 1999 in San Francisco uh, with, with just 21 authors. Uh, and each of the 21 completed their, their novel. So that's approximately a million words. Um, the next year, there was uh, 140 and about half finished. The year after that, there were 5,000 authors. Uh, in 2015, 431,626 people completed the challenge. I'm not saying that that's all that competed, that's all that tried, but that's how many completed, which adds up to just uh, over 21.5 quadrillion words. Gosh. Um, and 507, uh, excuse me, 57,402 other authors wrote a second 50,000 word manuscript during what they call Camp NaNoWriMo. That happens during, I believe, April, Yes, April's a 30-day month. Uh, so that was another uh, two quadrillion words in this year. So combined, uh, you're just over 24 quadrillion words haven't been written in the last 12 months for National Novel Writing What inspired you to write your first book? Well, um, it was actually this challenge. Uh, but to, what inspired me to write to begin with is my mother. And I don't mean that in my mother encouraged me to write, my mother wanted me to write. Um, I was the kid that did the opposite of what my mother said. <laughs> when I was nine, my mother asked me, what do you want to be when you get older? And I said, I want to be an author. And she looked at me just for a second and said, I don't think you should be an author. I'm clearly concerned with, for my financial well-being and whatnot, but all that did was set the spark in my head to say, well, I'm definitely going to be an author now. I started writing when I was nine. Um, 
wasn't anything good when I was nine. I wrote all through high school. I wrote for the school paper. I wrote short stories. Uh, my first novel I started writing in 2006 um, was all about my college. All my college friends were the main characters, and um, never finished that. And I would start different projects. I wouldn't finish. I wouldn't finish. Um, but we get to 2010. I'm living in Cincinnati, and another one of my college friends gets a hold of me and says, "Hey, have you heard of National Novel Writing Month?" And I said. Yes, but I've never actually tried it. I was like, well, why don't you try it? We're, there's a group of us going to do it this year. And I said, okay. And of course, she got a hold of me on the 29th of October. Well, that's two, that's two <laughs> days to plan. Not enough time to plan. I just started writing, pen to paper. About the 25th of November, I had 30,000 words and absolutely no story. Uh, I just had stuff. But the next year, I took some time to plan out. And I got to 40,000 words in, in 2011. In 2012, I had spent over a month planning for that that Nanarimo. I wrote 50,000 words that year. Um, it was all right. The next year, I had moved to Owensboro at this point, uh, and I wrote my book that's been published best summer ever in the course of November. And so uh, that book is inspired essentially by the birth of my daughter. I wanted to write something that I would feel comfortable feel comfortable with her reading. It's about the same time that um, twi the Twilight stuff was, was starting to fade off, but at the same time, about the same time that there's like Fifty Shades of Grey things were being released. I kind of wanted to write something the opposite of that, something that if my daughter brought home and was reading it, I wouldn't have to worry about what was in it. And that's what I came up with the best summer ever. You actually, you actually wrote a lot of it in the library, is that correct? I did. Um, I was between jobs at the time. I um, was looking for work, but we didn't have internet at the house. We didn't have, uh, we didn't have cable, we didn't have internet. I could come here, plug into the internet, and listen to music while I wrote. And so uh, in the mornings, I would go out, look for work in the morning, put in some job applications. After lunch, I'd come to the library. And I would uh, sit and I would write for two or three hours until my daughter was starting to pick up my daughter from daycare. And then I'd go home. And over the course of that November, I wrote almost 60,000 words, uh, and I'd say more than 40,000 of them were written here in the library. Amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of your writing process, how you brainstorm ideas? Uh, sure. Um, one thing I do is I write every day. And I don't necessarily write thousands of words every day. Uh, if I, sometimes I write two sentences, but I carry a notebook with me at all times, and sometimes I get ideas, I jot them down. Maybe that'll be my whole writing for the day. Sometimes I hear conversations. Uh, I work in a very public uh, place at the, uh, the video store, and so I see lots of people. And if something inspires me, something makes me laugh, or something makes me think, I'll jot that down real quick. Later on, that stuff will, uh, I'll read through it, and things will come together into ideas, or characters, or just scenarios, and I can put that in the paper. And I've got notebooks filled with three or four paragraphs of an idea. Sometimes that's as far as they get. And sometimes they f stay in my head. Uh, fester is a good word for it. Until they grow into something where I've got a storyline that I can flesh out. Um, and from there, it's just a process of building an entire story on top of that. Uh, what's the process you go through to edit your work, prepare it for publication? Oh, sure. Um, Editing is my least favorite thing. Uh, I think any author 
would tell you what I'll tell you that pretty much. But um, first thing I do, I read the whole book again, and that's the hardest thing for me is to just read it and see how it went. Um, and if thing, and if I don't correct any grammar and or any, any spelling or anything on that first read through, um, I read through it and just make sure it makes sense. Um, I have a book now that I'm going to be publishing soon that I've been working on for a couple of years. But in, when I finally finished it and started the read-through, about three chapters in, I realized I'd made a horrible error in the first two chapters that would, that completely destroyed what I tried. I built this huge plot hole that I had to fix all through the book. And so if you go through my manuscript, there's, there's and I get a red ink pen because I, uh, my wife's a teacher, we have red ink pens. Uh, and I'll just make notes, this won't work, this, this won't work. This will work if you fix this. Um, and anything, you know, I can write a 50,000 word manuscript in 30 days, but to edit that same 50,000 words, it's going to take me three months. Because I find little, and I'll pick it apart, it'll be bleeding death before I'm done with it. But then I'll rewrite the entire thing again, and it's better, and it's longer. Every time I edit, somehow I make things longer, uh, which actually seems kind of counterintuitive, but it helps a lot. Um, I just continue to read over and over again. And even when I think something's ready, if I read it again, I'll find something you should do this differently. Um, I'm never satisfied with a piece. I get to a point where I can say, okay, this, this is acceptable, but I can make it better. What, talking about you know editing and publishing, what made you decide to go the indie author route? Um, it was the route that I could go. Uh, I tried to get published other places. Um, I talked to several publishers. I had, uh, I, they had the panel here earlier, and one person said, you have to be rich, famous, or know somebody. I knew somebody. Um, so I got my book in, they got some people to read it. And they said, this is, this is not bad. Here's what we change about it. And my book, the whole point of it was to be something I could be proud of my daughter reading. And they wanted to make changes to it that I wasn't comfortable with. And I said, thank you, but no thank you. Uh, and, I, and I couldn't publish it the way they wanted, but I could publish it the way I wanted it on my own. And it came out the way I liked it, um, without breaking what I thought was the main frame of the book. What's the, say if for an aspiring author who's looking to uh, self-publish or go the indie route, what was the process you went through? Okay, um, first of all, do your research. Find a good place to get things published. Find someone reputable. Find someone who, who is willing not to destroy, not not to demand things of your work. If you want to truly be indie, to be independent, do your own thing. Be that. Um, second of all, find someone uh, reputable, someone who knows what they're talking about, to to read through and edit it for you. Um, I can read through my book all day, looking for errors and mistakes and whatnot. But here's the thing. I'm dyslexic. If I look at words, words might be spelled completely correctly on the page, and I won't see them. Or words be misspelled on the page, and I won't see them. And so five minutes through, you might still see the wrong word there, and I just don't know. Find someone who knows what they're doing, um, a teacher, uh, someone who studied English. Uh, the person I knew was actually an editor, so I sent it to her, and um, she picked it apart. Find someone who can edit it properly for you, get it pristine before you go to print. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up with something that you, you, you're going to read through it, 
and everyone in the world is going to be able to get to it, and you're going to find a mistake, and it's going to eat at you as long as that book is on the market in that state. How do you uh, market your work to potential readers? Uh, this is the hardest thing for me. Um, now, luckily, I was a, uh, I've was been a salesman in different jobs for a while, so I actually, for not major chains, but for, for independent bookstores and little chains, I actually did footwork myself. Walked in, book in hand, said, I'd like you to sell my book. It's not the best way to do it, but it gets done. Um, I, use, I mean, I use the internet, I, and you can pay to have people market for you. Um, utilize whatever routes you have. I have connections to different things through my, through my work, through some of the hobbies I have. People who have major influence. I mean, talking to them, doing, making exchanges to get them to promote something for you is the best way. I, uh, there's a website, footballoutsiders.com. One of the writers there uh, belongs to a message board that I belong to at the same time. He was looking for donations for, and I don't even remember what he was looking for donations for. And I went to him and was like, hey, I got $50. I'll donate it to your cause. If you will promote, if you'll just retweet the link to my book. He said, that'd be fine. I donated my money. He retreated my link. I made my money back about 10 times over because of people buying the book. So use whatever routes you have. Um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because if you don't, you're not even going to get anywhere. What is, if you had one piece of advice that you would give to an aspiring author, what would it be? Don't stop. <laughs> don't give up. Don't stop. Because um, I'll be honest, I've, I've got my book out there now. It's still available. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, dot com. You can go into a bookstore and order it. But I haven't sold a copy of that book in a long time because it kind of died off. I stopped promoting it because I kind of felt like it was dying down. If I continue promoting it, I might still sell it. Don't give up. And if something doesn't go well for you, if you write something and it just doesn't sell the way you do, keep writing. Continue to write. If you stop, then you'll never be an author. Keep writing through. Um, I believe it. Uh, Nicholas Sparks was almost 40, maybe over 40, before he got his first sell. And of course, everybody knows Nicholas Sparks' books now. Um, but if he'd stopped at his first rejection or his first set of rejections 10 years before, then people would, never, would not have books that, that he's written or movies that he's written. A lot of I know a lot of people's favorite movie is The Notebook. If he'd stopped way back when, that whole thing would have fallen apart. People wouldn't know it. Uh, same thing with J.K. Rowling. She it took her nine years to get Harry Potter published. I'm a big Harry Potter person. Um, if she'd stopped at her first set of rejections, never would have made it. Uh, I mentioned a book I've been working on for a couple of years. A couple is actually almost six. I've been through, through cycles of rejections three times. Uh, I told a buddy of mine who was an author, I'm collecting those. Uh, and if you really want to know, I've collected nearly 400 for this book so far. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I've got one last set of no's to get, and if I get these no's, then I'm going the indie route with this one too. Um, it, it's, we, had the, we had the panel before, and they said if you find some way to get around the traditional publishing, and that's a, that's a great metaphor. Sometimes you have to go around it. Sometimes you have to get your words out there, you have to not go the traditional route. Um, in my, and this is the way my brain works, it says that, that I see people sneaking books through like fences and gates and things. That, yes, that's exactly what we're doing. We're getting important words to you even though people don't want to hear them. I, I, you do what you got to do. 
But don't give up. Whatever you do, if you stop, then you're just done. Talking about, are there any good resources that you found for indie writers that you could recommend? Um, yes, and I'm going to go back to what I started in this. National Novel Writing Month uh, is a great way uh, for indie writers to get started. Great way for indie writers to connect with one another. Go back into that, but my mouth is so dry. <laughs> um, National Novel Writing Month, their website, that's uh, N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot O-R-G. You sign up for National Novel Writing Month. You get placed into your groups because of uh, where you live in the world. So the authors you can contact, they're local. You can meet them. Uh, they have what's called write-ins, where you come together and you sit in. And I've been to write-ins at libraries, coffee shops, bars, although not a lot gets written at those. Uh, but you get together and you bounce ideas off one another, you talk and, you, and you, you build each other up. And that's the most important tool that a writer can have is other writers. Um, I, I, I wanna use an example from the Bible because I'm a minister, iron sharpens iron. You writers work against each other, right, their writing gets better. Um, it, it's, it's very often told C.S. Lewis and, and uh, Tolkien, they would sit together and talk and spend time with one another. And, and they built up two of the biggest fantasy novel series of all time. Authors build up authors. Find other people who write. Um, don't worry about the quality that they write, don't worry about the quality that you write, but talk to one another. Uh, I have author friends who, we don't ever talk about books, we just talk to each other. And we build each other up. National Novel Writing Month. NanoRimo.org is a great place to meet other writers. It's also a great place to get helpful things like uh, idea inspirations. It's got links to different what they call uh, plot generators. It gives you little ideas, and you don't have to use them, but it sparks. It can spark something in your brain. Uh, it's got word counters. Uh, it's got uh, a place where you can get proofs of your book. Uh, if you complete National Novel Writing Month, you get one free proof of your book. Um, and that can be vital to just get in the door with, with people and say, hey, would you, I would like you to sell my book. Take this for a couple of days, read it. If you like it, come back to me. Um, but it's just a, uh, the best resource you can have is people. Because I don't know anybody that works in publishing, but my best friend happens to be married to a woman who does. So I, I have a connection that way. Um, Surround yourself with people that, that help you, build you up. That's awesome, you guys. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Publisher Bus? Um, yes, sir. That's, that's another great resource for yeah. indie authors. Once they've got the book, you know, once they've got it published or published and ready to go. Yes, yeah, so we started uh, e Publisher Bus here in Davis County. Um, and it was a platform just to allow indie authors, because there, there's a big indie movement. and. Uh, to allow indie authors to have a place to come, you know, almost practically no judgment. You know, you just come, you uh, make connections, you promote your book, and you had experience with that. Is that correct? Man? You publish your bust? Yes. Yes. Um, getting started with, with uh, unfortunately, I moved away from Owensboro before I got very far into it, but I, was, I got into the process with uh, my 2014 nano, it was called The Love Verses. And I'm looking at the e-publisher bus, and if I hadn't moved, I would have published it through that. But getting into that community and seeing that people were building each other up. And there were, there's a little to no judgment there. there. That's the most important thing to have. People that do judge you, 
judge you fairly and honestly. They judge you by the quality of your work, not by who you are and just say, oh, your work's no good and leave you at that. That's the worst that you can do to an author. Say, here, maybe if you did this, maybe you do that. It's a great tool to help one another build up. And uh, did we talk about the challenges with NaNoWriMo? No. There's, there's um, encouragement and... The, uh, the, cha the actual challenge in NaNoWriMo begins at 12 midnight, November 1st, and goes to 11.59 p.m. November 30th. Between those uh, 30 days, the challenge is to write 50,000 words of new material. It must not be something you've written on before. It must not be something uh, that you already have pieces of. If you have 20,000 words or something, you're not trying to get to 70,000 words. It's fresh material in 30 days. And it, it's hard. It's 1,667 words a day. Uh, or every three days, 5,000 words. Yeah, that's the, that's the math. Um, it sounds like a lot, and it is. Don't, don't get me wrong, it, it's a challenge. But as you see that number start to grow, as it gets bigger and bigger, you start to have this feeling of, well, I might actually do this. I can get through it. Um, and then when you, starting on, I believe, the 26th, 27th of November, they put up the verifier. You copy-paste your entire novel into the website's word counter, and if it comes up 50,000 words, you, I mean, all you, you get on your page, a big, looks like a sticker, says winner. And I was thinking, as I was doing the first, before I actually won, that's all you get. What's the big deal? When I actually put my novel in and got the big winner sticker, I was like, I can't believe I did that. And I've got four of them. 12, 13, 14, 15. Four of them now. <laughs> I had to count for a second. And it's amazing. And I know in the panel they mentioned um, like some tools to help writers, like Scrivener. They mm -hmm. will actually give you a discount on purchasing it if you complete NaNoWriMo. Yes, there, there, are, there are discounts and there are freebies and things you get from, from, the win from quote unquote winning NaNoWriMo. Um, but to me, honestly, the, the biggest thing is you have a manuscript. Yeah. It, it, it might not be finished. Your 50,000 word may not be your last. But you have a novel length manuscript. You're officially a novelist. May not be an author yet, but you're a novelist. And that's an amazing thing to have there. Um, you talked about tools. I've used a lot of the different tools, and I'll be real honest, I'm a Microsoft Word guy. It's, a, it's, got, it's, it's got everything I need there and an easy to use word count. Um, but one thing I have used is uh, Celtics. It's typically used for film, but it's got a storyboard feature. And I would storyboard out my entire novel scene by scene how I want it to look I can build off that um, and that's that's a big part of it there um, once I had that storyboard built it's just a matter of filling in the blanks um, sure. um, I will say this if you want to do National Novel Writing Month the time to start is not 12 midnight November 1st you can write like that and you can write 50,000 words and that's fine um, but I, start, I started two weeks ago, and I know you're thinking, man, so you just said you don't start writing a single word until that day, and that's true. I haven't written anything on this novel, but I wrote a document called The Story Bible, where I started planning my entire NaNoWriMo novel from start to finish. And I'm writing a fantasy novel this year, so I, I started with creating a world. And so my world is created 
I'm starting to create my people. When I finish my people, uh, then it'll be time to actually write my scenes. Just bit by bit. What's going to happen in each scene? How many words I want that to take? By, if I have that done by Halloween, October 31st, then the next day when I start, I can say, okay, I'm going to write this, and this is 400 words. I'm going to write this, and this is 600 words. This one's 700 words. I write these three scenes, and I got my words for today. Um, however, because I'm a madman, this year I'm, I'm giving myself an extra challenge. 50,000 words is great, but I'm shooting for 75,000. Okay. Because, I, like I said, I'm insane. Uh, which, if you do the math, is 2,500 words a day. Um, my wife's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've discovered through the publishing process that, that 50,000 words is, a good, is, is about 200 pages in the paperback. I'm clearly shooting for about 300. I want, the idea I have for this story is epic. I don't want to condense it to 50,000 words. But I want to be done by November 30th. Um, all right, so you're you're an outline writer then? Absolutely. I if I write without an outline, uh, I believe the saying is the characters run away with the novel. Right. I uh, my first nano my first nano. I was writing and writing and writing, and I was just like, how did I get here? Because I knew where I wanted the story to go, but to get to where I wanted the story to go, I was going to have to do a complete 180 and reverse about a third of what I'd already written. And so from then on, I was like, I can't fly by the seat of my pants in the nano anymore. I gotta, I gotta write something down. Uh, I have a whole binder full of this story bible. I'm actually uh, encouraging other people to use it. I'm gonna make this available for free for anyone who wants to use it to kind of build your your novel before you write a single word. Um, but don't write a single word before November first. Otherwise, technically, it doesn't count. Okay, we're gonna. Um, speaking of that, if you you're okay, we'll put it on our website the blog sure. so we'll post this and it'll kind of be our show notes we'll have the, the story bible we'll have the story sure. bible i'll get we'll you have, i'll get you a link to that nanorimo.org we'll also have epublisherbust.com mm -hmm. and uh mance uh what is your role in the uh nanorimo organization um i've been what's called a municipal liaison which is a fancy word for group leader um basically i i attend things in western Kentucky and by that I typically mean Owensboro, Paducah, Madisonville uh, area to head up what's called write-ins. Write-ins are where people get together and write together. Um, coffee shops, libraries, again bars, although the ones I've done at bars I seriously not written anything. Uh, and no one does because it's a good time. You have to, no, it just, uh, but you get together and you write with other writers. And even if you come out with six words over the whole night, you came out with six more words and you came out with, with friendships and possibly ideas. The other thing that we, that we do in places, some places do what's called write all night. It's where you write from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., which is great. Uh, I've, I've done a write all night. I've done a 12-hour writing session. I wrote 15,000 words in that night, wow. which got me back on track for that year's nano. I was way behind. Um, I can't find any place that actually wants to host a write all night. Um, here at the library, we did write to midnight one year, mm -hmm. where we wrote from three to twelve. That was pretty cool. Um, so I wrote ten thousand words that night. I've done uh, write at night at, the, at a couple of local libraries where they close. They would close for the day, and then we'd write for three more hours. Um, so I had these things up. If you go to uh, 
nanowrimo.org, find Kentucky Elsewhere, and we'll be heading these things up throughout the, uh, the month of November. Right. And that, that would be the place for someone to start. Yeah, that's absolutely the place to start. Um, my username on NaNoWriMo, and granted I haven't logged in in 10 months, is the Mance. T-H-E-M-A-N-C-E. Um, there may be an underscore in there. But my, my, you find me, send me a message. Well, uh, I'll help you out. I'll encourage you. My profile picture is uh, the Green Ranger from the old Power Rangers cartoon. <laughs> or not cartoon, but the old Power Rangers show. Find me. Send me a message. Say, hey, how do I get started? It's like, hey, fill this out. I'll send you the story Bible. Uh, it's about it's about 15 pages. And it, and it takes a couple, three, four days up to a week to fill out completely. But having that done is a huge asset to even attempting this. Because this is a mountain to climb. And to make it to the top, you, the first year I seriously tried to go up a mountain in flip-flops and shorts. Didn't work. Next time I went up full climbing gear and I got there. Uh, I know how to milk a metaphor. Really good. Uh, which is good for writing 50,000 words in 30 days. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about all I have there. Yeah, that's all I have um, for NaNoWriMo. It's a great challenge. If you ever thought about being a writer, do this. Because it makes, it's a test, it's a trial by fire. I wanted to be a writer until I did NaNoWriMo. Then I was a writer. I knew that because I was aching over every word. I was aching over my story and making things work. I have, ha I have two half nanos that I desperately want to finish because I don't know where they end up. I don't know where, where those characters actually end up. And granted, one of them is a mess, but I've also got a flash drive with it saved somewhere. Um, one thing, uh, the last piece of advice uh, just, just came to me and I've written down over there, but I'm not looking at my notes. During NaNoWriMo, do not edit. This is not a time for you to, to worry about every single paragraph. In fact, I don't correct any spelling during my NaNoWriMo. If the computer auto-corrects it, great. Your job is to write. Put the words on paper. December 1st, you can start editing that book. Um, and it may take you forever. But you don't, if you edit every day your 1,667 words, you're never going to make it. Put mine to paper. Um, I don't know if, if, if anyone has seen or heard Hamilton. Uh, part of it says that Hamilton put, connected his pencil to his brain and wrote his first refrain. That's what you do. Connect your brain to the keyboard. Just put the words out there. Worry about what they say in December. Don't let the self-doubt creep in. Exactly. Yeah. Don't give yourself time to worry about what you're writing. Just right. bleed on the page. Right. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much. Not a problem. Matt Chappell, uh, our, uh, the author of the best, best summer Best summer ever. Best summer ever. It's available in our collection, and it's also available on Amazon. Amazon.com, uh, both in paperback and for the Kindle. Um, yes, it, it's uh, if you just go in and you search my name, it is actually R period Mance M A N C E Chapel C H A P P E L L, or look up Best Summer Ever, and I looked at it today. It's five down from the top. Okay, um, are you? Do you have a title yet for your latest? I don't have a title yet. Okay. I have a, I'm tit titling is the last, is right. first of all, the hardest thing for me to do. Um, but I do, uh, I do have a plot line. So uh, I don't want to divulge that just yet. Okay. Um, I do have another book that hopefully will be available in the next three months called uh, Estelle and the Time, Estelle and the Time King. 
It's a children, or it's a young adult novel. Um, that one should be available just after New Year's next year, and so that would be uh, something that it, it's a nano as well. Uh, it was my 2013 nano, yeah. and so I, I try to get all of mine out there some way. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and also look for that on Amazon.com. We'll try to add that to our collection too. I'd be happy to give you one. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. This has kind of inspired me to maybe try it. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Stuff. Definitely inspirational. Oh yeah, yeah. It is. It's an important. Am I still recording? Yeah. Uh, it is. A, it, it's an important thing to try. If you've ever thought about writing a book, do this, because even if you don't finish, it puts that seed in your mind. Like I can write a book. I, I just got to put the words out there. Um, Sixteen hundred sixty-seven. Sounds like a lot. Um, 50,000 words sounds like a lot, but The Great Gatsby is 50,000 words. That's, that was, you're essentially writing The Great Gatsby in one month. Um, if you can do Good that. example. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only one I know the, the pretty much exact word count. Things yeah. like um, Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone, it's 80,000. So that's what I'm shooting for in this next month. And I'm worried that I'm going to go crazy before this month's over. Well, good luck. Thank you.